Welcome along to Crunching Gears, Season 1, Episode 4. In this episode, John Lyons and myself, Kevin Glendinning, talk rallying. John tells us about his career starting off in auto testing, and how his career almost ended before it began. He then moves into his rallying career, and it's a very interesting story. I'm sure you all enjoy it. I'd also like to give a big shout out to um, the Irish Rally podcast by Kevin Regan. It's been very interesting, the, the, the few episodes that's been out so far, and also the Sprint Pro Irish Rally podcast as well by Morris and the guys. It's fantastic. They're doing a review of the 2001 uh, WRC campaign, and it's a brilliant story so far. Long may continue, guys. What could you do in a works car with works back up, you think, Frank? Sure. Take it handy and win every rally around. Bertie <laughs> 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 Fisher and Andrew Nesbitt have made the 1999 event a classic, as we have already said. Never has so much been provided for so many by so few. <laughs> Because that day and that hour and those minutes, I got the butt between my teeth. You know, I really stood up and was counted and said, this is not getting away. I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me, what are we doing? I said, we're going for gold, Barrett. Crunching Gears podcast tonight, we're going to speak to John Lyons. John has been a veteran of Irish Rallying and highly successful. And welcome along, John. Good evening, Kevin. How are you? And uh, thank you very much for, for having me on this. Uh, yeah, I had a, a long career in motorsport and uh, it was very rewarding. I enjoyed it immensely. Mm -hmm. And how did you I get involved? Yeah, no, go ahead, Kevin. Go oh, sorry, ahead. I, how did you get involved in motorsport in the first place? Well, I was always very, very interested in motor cars and vehicles and, and uh, machinery generally. And I was brought up uh, outside Castle Derrick on a farm. And my father had a quarry as well. Mm -hmm. I was always surrounded by machinery and by vehicles. And uh, I loved that. And uh, I couldn't be kept away from them, which was... Uh, uh, Danger at the time, as I don't know what it is, but that, that, that was the attraction. And um, I, uh, I learned to drive when I was seven years of age. My father taught me how to drive and I was May 30. Now, all I could do was put it in the first gear and, and uh, drive it around with a, a, a cushions under me and a blanket behind me uh, to keep me sitting up. But I, I was absolutely obsessed by driving and loved it. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, that was that was really it. So, so uh, I always had old cars at home. I bought something at at five pounds or ten pounds back then, and uh -huh. um, worked on it going and drove it around the quarry and drove it around the farm. So that was my interest, and that's why I was in, in motor really. Uh -huh. Motor sport. Well, uh, uh, when I came, uh, when I got my driving license, and uh, 
of course there wasn't any money around and other testing appealed to me because it was a cheap form of motor sport at least i thought it was of any form of motor sport as cheap and uh, it was so i bought a, a wilsley hornet started off with a wee wilsley hornet which was uh, overweight and underpowered but uh, it was all i could afford i was very proud of it mm-hmm. i started all the testing and you know one of the toughest class and uh, I, I, uh, I loved all the testing and i started it in 1969 but i knew the car wasn't wasn't um, very good so uh, after a week while after a few months i sold it and i bought a second hand Press. It was three years old and uh, it was a good car, tartan mm-hmm. red with a black roof and a proper Mini Cooper, yeah. uh, a Mark One, the last of Mark Ones. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I, I thought I was the, 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 the king of the castle when I got, when I got it. <laughs> and uh, it was a very competitive week car. So uh, I all the testing again. I started, uh, I started to uh, do the North Ireland Championship and. It was halfway through at the time, but I won a few rounds of the Northern Ireland Championship, and I seemed to have an actual gift for that sport. And by the by, um, yeah, it was um, October. By October, uh, I had qualified for the British Championship, the British Auto Test Championship. That was October nineteen seventy, and the final of the British Championship uh, was held at Newbury, Berkshire, and. Um, uh, I was I was delighted that I actually qualified for that. For I didn't think I would I would I was capable. Uh-huh. So held off with uh, and then Cooper S drove from Castledare to Stranraer, Stranraer down the full length of uh, Scotland, England to Newbury, and I got the surprise of my life the next morning at, at, at the test centre. There were all these cars with spare wheels and trailers and whatnot, and there I had driven my Mini Cooper S from, from Castledare County Stone, and I thought, I've no chance against these boys. Uh-huh. And mind you, they all talked a good deal. Yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, I uh, suppose the fear factor drove me on, and I, I, um, no one passed any of the marks on me. But by lunchtime, I was leading the event, and um, uh, then then they started to notice me. Yeah. And uh, at the at the end of that, I, I won won uh, by quite a substantial margin. But it was one of the best drives, and it left me British champion. So uh, mm-hmm. I was absolutely thrilled by that. Uh-huh. And uh, I start off that you can get through the other test uh, circus so quickly. But it was just something I adapted to. And had a good car as well. Uh-huh. So I drove back uh, in, up the next day and I uh, was delighted to get home. And there was uh, a wee paragraph in the Belfast Telegraph that won the British Championship, so I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, funny enough, it's, it's, a, it's a strange story. I wrote this one into you now, but that was October and, uh-huh. and um, everything was going well for me, really going well. Uh, and um, I was mixing at the top of the tree with, with, with good drivers and good sportsmen. And then in December, I had a massive car accident uh, on the Oma Valley Golly Road. Not in the Mini Cooper S, but in uh, another uh, car, Fort Anken. But the, the accident was with an army vehicle, an army Saracen. Not the thing to have, to have that, no. <laughs> that accident uh, with. And... Uh, that um, 
that uh, was a very, very serious accident. And I'm sure you would hardly believe this, but I spent a year and six months in hospital. Now, uh, I was in intensive care for a few weeks, uh-huh. uh, taken to Busbury Hospital in Belfast, and um, I had a lot of injuries. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, that, that, was, that was really good. So I don't know if you want to, to, to include that sort oh, of yeah, thing yeah, in this. Of course, yes. That's all part of your story, isn't it? It was funny how, how your life can come from being top of the tree, yes. British champion, uh-huh. 20 years of age, and then you just go from hero to zero, yes. uh, and uh, that's the way it was. And I, my my injuries, but once I got over the, the fracture skull and whatnot, but at, at a lot of orthopedic injuries, at, at mm-hmm. um, uh, sternum, broken arm, uh, broken leg, broken hip, uh, a bladder ruptured, all that sort of thing, and um, uh, it, uh, it, that's why there was just such a length of time spent in the hospital. It's unheard of. For yeah. anyone to have spent that length of time in hospital, uh-huh. because um, you know, if anybody told me that I was taken in, or even after a month that I'd be there for another uh, uh, seventeen months, yes. I wouldn't have believed it. No, uh, because um, after all, I was twenty years age, and uh-huh. um, the reason that I spent such time in hospital, all the rest of the injuries healed except uh, my right leg and hip, because I contracted a vascular necrosis of the bone, which. Um, it meant there was no blood supply going to the leg. Right. And that meant that, um, uh, you know, that was, that's a very tricky one. Uh-huh. And uh, they would operate and they'd have to wait 18 weeks to see was anything happening. So that was the reason for the, continu- the con- continuity in there. It was 18 weeks, then uh-huh. nothing happened, another operation. Uh-huh. And uh, that continued on. But anyway, they came twice to, to, to amputate the leg and twice I refused. Because I thought, as long as I can move my toes, there must be something uh, it'll, it'll get better. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a, a life-changing experience uh-huh. in a hospital that amount of time. Uh-huh. And I couldn't speak highly enough of the treatment and everything I got in Musgrave Park Hospital. Uh-huh. And for years, I went back every Christmas to visit them and make a donation. Because uh-huh. they really uh, they, uh, have such... Treatment, such great treatment there. Mm-hmm. So when I got out and after in December 1970, I came out in May 1972. So I celebrated my 21st birthday and my 22nd birthday in Musgrave Park. Yes, and like, you know, you know, you had to then obviously build up muscle tone and everything again then after being, you were probably, were you laid up a lot of that time well, then as well? Right. well? Absolutely, because while I was in the hospital, I was in what they called, uh, for 11 months at that time, I was in a full spiker. A full spiker is when you're in plaster of Paris from your neck to your to your feet. Right. The only thing showing is your head, your arms, your uh-huh. toes. And uh, people say, well, how, you know, how did you go to the toilet? You were lifted on and off a bedpan. That's Ooh. the way you were. Three nurses had to do it daily. And yeah. you, could, you could feed yourself. But, you know, that was really it. Uh-huh. And uh, it was, if anybody told me at the time I would be in hospital last night at the time, yeah. I really, I would, you know, you couldn't take it in. No. And uh, it was, uh, you know, it was a horrific time. But once you got acclimatized and once the, the care and attention you got was second to none, I like, uh-huh. used that word, you were hospitalized. You were yes. used to people doing things for you. And I, I always had the faith that I would, uh, that I would walk out of there. 
And I did walk out on crutches, but uh-huh. I walked out. Yes, but and under your own steam. I after all. Uh-huh. That's right. And uh, as soon as I got out, I purchased another Mini Cooper S, and I did my first event in Scotland. Uh, in um, uh, I still have that in the scrapbook. And all the, the entourage and all the people went over from, from, from the north and south of Ireland. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, believe it or not, I won the event outright. <laughs> and I'd even surprised myself. Yes. Because I made a comeback. And that did make the headlines. Yes. And uh, so there I was. I was back again. And I never, I never looked back since. Uh-huh. Isn't that amazing? Because what a comeback from being in the hospital for... 18 months to come back in your first event back out again, stepping back in. Yeah. Just, you always had just a natural flair for it. I think you really, you know. So. Well, it was a natural flair for it, and uh, you know, that, that, that was my sport, and I suppose I was a bit obsessed by it. Uh-huh. And I, I thought I felt that something to prove. And uh, you know, that's that. While I was lying in hospital spending those long months there, I, I, um, I really, I really felt myself that I wanted to come back again and compete. Uh-huh. And that's uh, so it is. Yes, I suppose at twenty well, years of age. Sorry, I say at twenty years of age. I suppose like you think you can take on the world. You know, there's no inhibitions, no nothing to stop you. Really, is there? You know. Well, that's exactly right because that you know I was twenty years of age when I went in, and I was twenty-two when I came out, and uh, I suppose I still have, I still had youth on my side, and I felt after when I came through, I could face anything, and it actually gave me strength to go forward. People that maybe you know scared of having another accident. That was a road accident, and it was nothing to do with motorsport. Uh, and I left that behind me. Okay, it was very, very unfortunate. I, uh-huh. I was near death's door for, for for a few weeks. But um, you know, it, it was a it was a life changing experience. But oh, we never knew what's in front of us, and no. it certainly matured me. Yes, I would like to think I could have made me a better person. Mm-hmm. So I uh, then you go back into auto testing again, and then. So, did you continue auto testing then, or was it soon after that you changed it, moved over to rallying? No, no, I, I really got into auto testing then. Uh-huh. I got into auto testing then in, in a really big way, and uh, I I did the the Irish Championship in 1973. That's the hugest, and it's called the hugest. That's the oldest trophy in Irish motorsport, uh-huh. the, the hugest trophy, right. and uh, the the Houston trophy, the cup itself, is so valuable that uh, uh, the RIAC, or Motorsport Ireland, as they are now, don't uh, ever let it out of their premises. And they're quite right, uh, mm-hmm. because it's very valuable. Yeah. But I was, I was the first man from, from uh, Northern Ireland to, to uh, win the, the, the Hewison. And mm-hmm. uh, that, that, uh, I was exceptionally uh, grateful for that. Mm-hmm. And then 1974, uh, I, I planned to... I got sponsorship from, from my employer, Ulster Bank, uh, who, who um, I had joined when I was 17 years of age, and they were a very good employer, uh, and uh, they stood by me through thick and thin, and they sponsored me to do the Irish Championship, the Northern Ireland Championship, and uh, the British Championship. Right. And that was going to be a busy year, uh-huh. but at least the events were at weekends. Yeah. And I, um, uh, there, were, there were 10 events the Northern Ireland Championship, uh, there were 16 in uh, the the Hughes and Irish Championship, and there were 20 in the British Championship. The British Championship consisted of two championships, the RAC and uh, the British Championship. 
and somebody around it counted towards the RAC and somebody around it counted towards the British Championship. Yeah. So um, I thought I'll try and do them all anyhow and uh, I, I might win one of them. But um, I got off to a good start that was fairly consistent and uh, I ended up at the end of 1974 after doing something like four, over 40 events. Uh, I won the, the British Championship the RAC Championship, the Northern Ireland Championship, and the Irish Houston Championship. And uh, I was awarded Northern Ireland Motorsport Personality of the Year. And, and rightly so with that. <laughs> uh, thank you. But, uh, you know, everything went for me. Uh -huh. And uh, you need a wee rub of the green and a bit of luck to do yeah. that too. And I uh -huh. had that on my side. Uh, and in a good car. And uh, that, that, that I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh -huh. and, you know, after doing that, it, it was amazing then. I'd achieved everything I'd set out to do. And I was very, very grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And I thought then, you know, well, I've achieved all now in auto testing. And the bank had sponsored me. It was very, very good. Paid the, the travel cost back and forward to England for the events. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, I think there's no, there's no motorsport in one of the world of motorsport. Yes. But to do those amount of championships, uh, there's a lot of travel involved and a lot of expense. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was very grateful. That, but you know, that, that's enough's enough now. And I'll, I'll have one more year where I'll just do the Northern Ireland Championship, mm -hmm. uh, which already consisted of 10 events. And that's exactly what I did. I did the Northern Ireland Championship and decided then that I would stop the testing uh -huh. because it had been very, very good to me. Uh, great form of motorsport great discipline and uh, taught you a lot about car control uh, and I felt then that this, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'll, I'll uh, stop it now and maybe move to something else at mm -hmm. a later stage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then you, you got the rallying bug then. What what encouraged you to get to go rallying? Well, I took a year off then, well, uh, nearly a year off, mm -hmm. and, um, but I was bored. Uh, as you can imagine, yeah. after being involved at such a, a high level, uh -huh. uh, or just being so busy with events, uh, I, 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 I thought, well, it wasn't that I'd I, I love to have gone rallying, but I thought there was a, you know, I just couldn't afford to, like I was working in the bank, I didn't own it, yeah. and uh, I thought, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'd love to rally, but, you know, the machinery's dear, it's just a different playing field altogether for all the tests. Mm -hmm. uh, you can turn it up, up and on a test with a, with, a, with a fairly competitive wee car and be competitive. Uh, and um, I, th I thought to myself, well, you know, I'd like to try the Circuit of Ireland as a one-off, yeah. just to do it once to see what it's like. Mm -hmm. And to do the Circuit of Ireland, you need an international uh, competition licence. I hadn't done any rallies, mm -hmm. but uh, I applied for an international uh, competition licence and to the RBC. In, in La Palma in London. And uh, with my background in motorsport and auto testing, they gave it to me. So right. I got the international license, yeah. never done a rally before. And I contacted a Donny Goldman, uh, <laughs> who is a very good friend of mine, Eric Porter from St. Johnson. And uh, I said, they take, what are we doing the Circuit of Ireland? And uh, so I, I, have a, I have a good car. I had a BMW 2002 TII road car. Yes. Uh, that I bought from Jack Cavalier. Uh -huh. And uh, Jack, 
he was all for it. He says, you'll have to do it. He insisted that I do the circuit of Ireland. So Jack encouraging me, giving a sponsorship, and uh, we we entered for the 1976 circuit of Ireland mm-hmm. in the BMW. Now, I had a little bit of We put Bill Stein's suspension on a roll cage and a few missing pieces, and that was it. But it was a standard car. Like, it was really a showroom car more than a Group 1 car. Uh And we entered Group 1. Talk about the deep end. (laughs) And as you you know, the Circuit of Ireland, was it was five days there. It was five days hard labour. And um, we we, uh, set off, and it started in that year in Bangor. And it ended uh, five days later on a Tuesday afternoon in Larn, uh, covering the whole of Ireland. Yes. Uh, well, and uh, we were seated 40 or 50. I would need to look up the scrapbooks to see, but uh-huh. somewhere around there, which yes. was a pretty decent seating. Mm-hmm. And uh, after uh, gone out of, gone out of, I, 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 you know, I really treated it like a big auto test, and I was flat out from the word go. <laughs> really, there was no such thing as pacing yourself. Mm-hmm. I didn't think. Uh, you know, five days later, it was just like a big honor test to me from start of stage to end of stage. Yes. And uh, I knew that the car would be reliable. I didn't think it would let me down for a good car, fresh. And uh, after all, it wasn't tuned. So, you know, it, it stood a chance of sticking it as long <laughs> as I could stick it. And on the Friday, uh, on the Friday, uh, after the Friday stages, miraculously leading Group 1. And I could hardly believe that because yeah. I, I just wondered how I would mix it with these guys. They're, you know, big entry, a lot of big names mm-hmm. there. And uh, I was delighted to be in amongst them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I kept the pace as hard as go, but different ones caught me and whatnot. And anyhow, reached Killarney on the Saturday afternoon. And when I pulled into the Killarney and went to see the results on the board later on that night, I was 18th overall. I was absolutely delighted with myself. Yes. Uh-huh. That I was even there, you know, in the top 20. Uh-huh. I thought, this is fantastic. Yes. I just wished it had ended there and then. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> 18th overall, my goodness. But boy, oh boy, was I going through tires. Uh-huh. I was in double operation CR65 tires. Uh, Jack Cassidy was also doing the Circuit of Ireland and a BMW 2002. So we were sharing the service van. Yes. I had used all my tyres and all his tyres. So <laughs> we had to go to, to Nigel Green and the Dunlop van and start buying tyres, and they're pretty expensive. Yes. <laughs> and uh, anyhow, we bought away at tyres and got up on the Sunday morning, very, very early, as is it was in the circuit of Ireland those days, and did the Sunday run. And the longer the rally went on, we came up a few places each time. Uh-huh. And I was fourth up to fourth and group one and uh, delighted with that yeah. and we kept on and of course after the Sunday run I went out on Sunday night and had a few drinks and enjoyed myself not realizing that Monday morning came very early and you didn't get any sleep on Monday night and it was Tuesday before the rally ended in Lauren yes how naive I was I really was anyhow very good myself without and celebrated for doing that for Monday morning came bright and early, off the head again, and we were tired. We yes. were very tired. Uh-huh. We kept our concentration and I suppose the elation of, of mixing with these superstars. Uh, really, uh, we were delighted to be in amongst them, delighted to meet a lot of nice people. Uh-huh. Uh, Valley, as Valley Fraternity uh, is, 
and uh, we got back to on we got back to um, learn two very tired boys yes. on a Tuesday just after lunchtime and we finished twelfth overall and were third in group one. We were we were really, really pleased with ourselves. Uh-huh. Uh, just to have done it and yes. uh, to have competed the circuit and been able to uh, meet meet all the guys that I knew were really, really good drivers and uh-huh. uh, just to be talking to them, mixed it with them and it was uh, five of the best days of my life at that stage. Yeah. Uh, and after we got there and uh, celebrated that night, of course, to get home for a few days, which was the norm. Uh, <laughs> that that was morale over. Like I was happy. I, I really didn't see myself doing anything further because I knew running was because it was always expensive. Yes. And uh, I, I just well, I'm just very grateful to 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 have done that. Yes. To finish the circuit and uh, come to that stage. Uh-huh. So uh, that, uh, I, I sold the BMW because there were quite a few people then thought this was a great car. Uh-huh. So I sold it and um, uh, that wrecked uh, asset. Uh-huh. That was your rallying career over? <laughs> that was as far as I was concerned, that was yeah. rallying career over. Uh-huh. But uh, very poor and enjoyed it too. By the way, for the service crew, you know, it was the same with me all my rallying career, all my life. All right. the guys tried to hold, they were, they were they were all my friends and they were with me all the way. Yeah. You know, they, they I would take Trevor Sample who ended up going for me, Danny Lynch, John Wilson, uh, Patsy Keenan, Gary Wilson, Billy John Dolan who sponsored uh, Tyrone. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were all they were all there in the van and uh-huh. all with me and giving me you know, they just gave you great uh, moral encouragement and uh they, they, were, they were such a support in every way. And uh, that's what drove me on. Of course, when I said, like, that's the rally career over, they'd all enjoyed themselves so much. They said, no, no, you'll have to do another one. You'll have to do more. Well, that was the money spent in 1976. So I assure you, I, there was no more rallies in 76. But 77 came along, and the Huawei International Rally was coming up. Uh-huh. And I went and I bought a... A Mark One, the Mark Two escort right then, but I bought a Group One Mark One escort uh-huh. of Freddie Patterson. From right. Valley Valley. Uh-huh. And Freddie was always good to me about my rally career. And uh, it was a bit of an intricate deal, but we did the deal and the sponsorship and whatnot. I uh, haven't time to go into the whole intricacies of it now, but yeah. uh, it was a good car. I bought uh-huh. it with a broken prop shaft. Right. And he had said they need to fix the prop shaft, and uh, I ended up with this. Mark One Group One RS two thousand, which actually had been an ex Tony Bond or not Tony Bond, it was an ex tour of Britain. Britain oh yes, yeah, so yeah. That, uh, uh-huh. It was an ex tour of Britain, one of those ones. Uh-huh. And although it was a wee bit long of the tooth and a wee bit tired, then it was a very good car. And mm-hmm. you know, it was it was the first time I sat in a proper rally car, even though it was Group One. I liked it. I I didn't like it. I loved it. It handled well, wrecked well, and went well. And with that, the, uh, all the same crew again, uh, Derek Porter co-driving, all the rest of the boys from Castle Derek all back in me. Uh, and with no, with no service wagon at that stage, so Trevor Sample bought uh, Father Mannion, uh, the priest at home, he was selling his, his cortina, an old brown cortina. Trevor bought that. 
and uh, that was going to be the service wagon. Well, we had a lot of spares to plan, so the cleaning was ideal. And it was more for carrying boys than it was for carrying spares. <laughs> Off we had to go. I drove the car down with no car, with no trailer for the car. Right. So drove the group car down the hallway. As the boys came in the, in the, in the four Cortina, and, uh, and there, was more, there was more than four, I can assure you. <laughs> and uh, that was the, the, the 77 Galway International. Now, anyone with a long memory or old enough will remember that was the year that the, the, the snowfall came to Galway. Right, yes. Actually, in uh-huh. And Friday night was fine. We got up and the rally, and uh, we we halfway through Friday night, uh, the the uh, it, it started to snow very heavily, which caught everyone out. Uh-huh. Back we came, we with other cars went out too because of the very very snowy conditions. Back in the park firm that night, and it was one it, it was one of the frost. It was the frostiest night of the year. In 1977. Yeah. Next morning, the park firm, every car was frozen solid, and uh, those people, the mission tires were no good. People were looking for tires and whatnot and changing anything they had, and the quality was snowed in. Uh, and there was a service on the first, on the way out to the first stage. Mm-hmm. And on the way out to the first stage, I wondered what I was going to do because I wasn't on the CR 65s. And I said, when we put on the service, I said to, to Trevor, I said, hey, Trevor, Father Magnus Gertina says, I had sitting on a brand new set of double SP Sport tyres. They were wide rimmed because Father Magnus liked, liked cars, right? Uh-huh. So we swapped the wheels off the escort. We put the, the racing tyres and rims uh, onto the Cortina, and we put the steel rims off the, 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 uh, onto, the, onto the Ford Escort, which was perfectly legal for the same size 13 inch rims. Yes. Uh-huh. I let the tyres down, I let the SP Sports down to less than 20 pounds uh-huh. per grip. And you have to realise that the conditions, the snow, it was really horrendous conditions, uh-huh. which shouldn't be down to the ground. Yes. And off we went on the, 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 uh, the Saturday stages. And by lunchtime on Saturday, we had pullers of stuff to lead the rally overall. So there we were, yes. pulling into the service area in more and more, I think it was, uh-huh. and we were first overall. I couldn't believe it myself. Yes. Like, I couldn't believe it. Uh-huh. Uh, but what has happened? Guitars are much more powerful cars. You had John Taylor over, who was the, 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 the champion. Uh-huh. Uh, Billy there. You had them all. You had all in the yes. there. You had Buckley. Uh, Canal, uh and uh, you did. I did remind myself what the seventy-seven uh, uh-huh. international uh, entry was. Yeah. But um, uh, we, we were we were sort of them scared the life out of myself. I didn't think I should be there. <laughs> uh, but what helped, as I say, was the conditions, and also what helped was a set of you know radial ply tires, good yeah. on the best B sports. Uh-huh. So we kept on, and as I said. The conditions suited me well, or we're catching three cars on the, on the, going downhill in the corkscrew. And uh, we, we uh, finished the Saturday night leading the rally, and uh, by about you know, over two minutes, which was a fairly substantial lead. Yes. And then we planned it that night, we looked at and saw how many stages there were. I think there were eight stages or ten stages on the Sunday. And it, it was starting to dry up at this stage, the snow was starting to melt, which mm-hmm. didn't suit me, because yep. I wanted those slippers. To slow the cars down, but uh, that that um, we, we reckoned well, uh, I might be able to hold up the lead because they'd have to take you know at least two seconds a mile of me. 
two seconds on Bale's credit to take Quite a shot. Quite a lot, yes. <laughs> yes. And, uh, Sunday morning again, we, we were down and drove the usual way, just flat out as best I could. And we held the lead, held the lead. The quicker cars were taking time away. I wasn't setting fastest times any longer, no. <laughs> but uh, I was in the top four, five, six. So I was never out of the top six. Uh-huh. And uh, nobody was taking a chunk of time out of me. So uh-huh. uh, that, that I reckon we'll get, we'll get through here. Now, they were t- now, the lead was being diminished all the time. Yes. So two stages to go. Uh, with two stages to go. We were at the penultimate stage, and it was dry as powder. Everything going well. And uh, uh, I remember a long, long straight. Uh, and Ronnie McCarthy actually he was doing the rally and he had got out of it and he had started to do to, to spotter a car for me and he'd be on the stage to help me uh-huh. and uh, the the uh, one long 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 straight long bogland car stop throttle cable that broke right like it, you, you immediately you know it's just died I thought what's wrong and, and of course the throttle cable went to the floor uh-huh. and uh, got into the side jumped out. Two cars started to go past me, as you can imagine, opened the bonnet and saw where the cable was. And anyone familiar with the Group 1 Ford Escort would realise that the air filter takes up the whole of the engine uh, bay, the uh-huh. big flat pan uh-huh. I got my hand in for the carburetor into the side graph, whatever, and I got a hold of the cable and I cut my hand to the bone with hope with getting a hold of the cable. And I got the cable out uh-huh. and I wound it round the bonnet packet. So yes. I was winding the throttle as flat open or as near the flat open as I could get. Uh-huh. And uh, wound it round, blood was taken out of my hands, <laughs> didn't even notice anything <laughs> or anything else. Dumped into the car again, started it up, and you, I could get it going on the switch key and get it out of the stage. Right. So between using it, started up, way we went, and yes. really changed gear, everything else just uh-huh. on off, switch key on off, got it out of the stage. And lo and behold, luck was on the side because there was a service before the last stage. Oh, so yes. there was that built in the service area, which was at the side of the road then. Yes. And of course, we had no throttle. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's what counts as spare wheels. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, we, we, we looked, Sydney Meek was there. So I said to Sydney, uh, by that stage, a lot of people were helping me because. You know, we were leading the rally and they wanted uh-huh. to see the underdog doing well. Yes. So, uh, Sydney ran around, was able to get a, a throttle cable, put the throttle cable on, left the car perfect, and at the last stage to go. So, the, I didn't know how uh, or where I was lying at that stage. I didn't have time to see. But I knew I'd lost the lead and I knew I'd drop probably outside the top 10 because the time stopped at the side of the stage. Uh, for you know a fair length of time, getting the throttle cable tied around the the the, 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 the bracket uh, to get a, a to get a throttle uh, that had lost an awful lot of time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, at the last stage and drove as hard as I could and uh, got to the end. And uh, lo and behold, we had managed to um, get back in front for the Group One lead. So we won Group One. We finished seventh overall. Now, uh-huh. if anyone had told me at the start of the Galway International Rally, yes. you'll win Group One and you'll have it overall, I would have broken their arm for it. Uh-huh. But um, that, that was it. It was a fantastic rally. One of the one of the best rallies of my life, uh-huh. just because of the way it went and because yes. you know, the ups and downs and 
just uh-huh. the way it is with rally. And Unfortunately, yeah, but well certainly. Next month. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's it's uh, it, so, uh, and uh, it, John Taylor won the rally, uh, yes. actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, I won group one in Vincent Bonner, another Donny Guam, and he was second in group one in Navarro. He, <laughs> he and he and his yes. brother Michael, uh-huh. and they were second in, in, in Navarro. So yes. that was the, the, the 1977 Galway International Rally, uh-huh. the second rally and the second in their life. Yes, and uh, I loved every moment. Like mm-hmm. The bog had well and truly been. That was it. There was no <laughs> turning back. <laughs> <laughs> so then, by 1978, you had progressed onto a Mark II, but still in Group One. And that's right. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, did a few uh, wee forest rallies and things in that car. Uh-huh. And it was a particularly good car. Yeah, I'll say. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though it was one of the two, it was a good, good vehicle. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, then I uh, got, uh, got the Mark II. Freddie Patterson again. He actually lent that Mark II escort for uh, the um, uh, for Donny Gall. Right. Yes. Uh, was mm-hmm. that the check? Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Yep. And uh, Freddie lent the the the. the um, it was Bertie Fisher's. He had traded in Bertie Fisher's Group One car right. and sold Bertie uh, or Bertie a pocket group, what, group four car. car. Yes. Uh, and uh, so Freddie was always willing to deal in rally cars. He had that. And he says, John, he says, you can use that for Donny Gall and get me a bit of publicity. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was fine. We got the car just not uh, just a few days before the start of the, the rally, and I got uh-huh. a late entry. Yes. Uh, Donny Gall been very kind to me as always. Uh, and uh, got the car down home to Castledare and found the steering and there was something wrong with it. But it was the bushes, the brass bushes were gone and the steering rack. Right. So hard walls uh, made up brass bushes and made it absolutely perfect. Carl the Victoria Bridge, great engineer. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the only way to the car and uh, took it to Donegal. By that stage, Willie John Dolan had supplied uh, a van. Uh, for service, so we were really going professional. We were in the park of Father Mannion, and um, uh, off we had a bit of the call, and um, it was a great rally. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, of course, the weather was, was the usual rally weather, sun's got uh-huh. the stones, and uh, we were in the, the, in the top six stage times for the Friday, and uh, we were we left Group 1 for the word go, and mm-hmm. It's Donegal, uh, it's home county to me, and um, uh, I've reared two miles across the border. So yes. uh-huh. uh, that was my home pass that gave me a lot of confidence, uh, and uh, the boys were all there supporting me. So uh, uh-huh. that that was it. So we're having a great rally in Donegal. Yes. <laughs> the Friday and the Saturday, and uh, uh-huh. all the support I had from Castle Greg and home and from my friends, uh-huh. uh, and uh, the Sunday we were, uh, we were. Uh, that's the year Ari was in it. Yes, Ari I was going to say you had, a, you had another special yeah, fun that weekend too, hadn't you? A Finnish visitor, I think, uh, was a big fun of yours as well that weekend too. That's right. It went on very well. It was great, it was great fun, you know, to be, to be, for me to be running alongside Ari Bat. And I thought, this is fantastic. Yes. And you pull up at the start of a stage and they talk to you. And I say, this car is going too fast, you know. And I thought for Ari Bartlett to say this to me, this is fantastic. <laughs> that really, that really put, 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 uh, got me excited. Yes. But um, it, was, it was lovely to, to, to talk to 
like of Ari and start, you know, that was the lovely part to start a stage is having the fun, talking uh-huh. to the guys, talking yeah. to all these people that I was getting to know who were really, really good drivers. Uh-huh. And um, Ari led the rally by, by a mile. Uh-huh. Uh, but we had been into the top three overall uh, uh-huh. and we're actually delighted with ourselves. And uh, as I say, Trevor Semple then was, was, was co driving for me that rally. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, Derek. Derek was actually doing the rally in the, in the Mark 1 car. Right. Uh, the wee blue escort that yeah. I had. Uh-huh. And um, so Trevor stood the beach and we were having a great run. He was, Trevor was always a bit hit stone, so it was a good bit of weight saving there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I find that the, 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 Mark, the Mark 2 escort was different than Mark 1 and, and that and it better breaks. Same amount of power, no difference power-wise. Oh, yeah. I would have preferred the Mark 1 car to handle. The Mark 1 escort handled better than Mark 2 because lower centre of gravity in a Mark 1 escort. Right. And uh, the Mark 2 escort, it was very easy to get up on two wheels. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of glass in the Mark 2 escort. You know, uh, there's a lot of glass up top. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a higher centre of gravity. And, you know, it, it, it would two wheel very easily. Yeah. Good, but uh, uh, it, uh, the Mark 1 would have handled better. Uh, but I liked it, I loved it, it was a good car, well sorted uh-huh. car, and uh, never gave a bit of bother uh, at all. Uh, we jumped it very hard in one stage and got the steering rack, which made it a wee bit difficult just to stiff the steer, but it didn't, it didn't matter. Uh-huh. Uh, and then on the Sunday, uh, with, a, with, with just with a couple of stages to go, just on that stage, I forget the name of it now, outside Melford, uh, we were, we weren't 10 tenths at that time because, you know, there's nothing really to be gained. Uh, you know, we weren't, we weren't going to really improve our, our position. We were sitting in the top three, feeling mm-hmm. pretty good. I might have got the second, I'm not sure. Uh, and uh, we, we were down a straight. I thought I felt the car weave a wee bit. Uh, and uh, I should have lifted off with more experience, a bit of sense. I should have lifted off before we went into a right hander. Set her up for the right hander, but I set her up the left hand tire deflated. And she went round the road like a top, tumbled down the road yeah. and tumbled full ditch into a potato field. Right. And uh, but it landed on its wheels, and I thought it was never going to stop rolling. But you know, it's fairly high speed. But I think maybe that helped one way because it kept the momentum up. Yes. And uh-huh. the car actually there was chapters. All the was it you rolled seven times, wasn't there? You know. So. <laughs> well, that's right. That's, that's what the that's what Trevor, the co-driver, said. Mind you, I wasn't cutting. No. <laughs> I was just hold on. I was hold on for grim life to tell you the truth. But anyhow, the, the car was on its wheels, all the glass broken, and I couldn't. You know, you're sitting there shocked. There's, yes. there's no other way. You're absolutely, totally shocked. Uh-huh. Like, what happened? Yes. And uh, you know, I was staring out of the windscreen. The belts had kept you in. The dust and dirt was flying down around you. And the, the most natural thing in the world to do is just try and see if it starts again. So. <laughs> Turned off and on, the car turned over a few times and fired up. Stuck it in the gear and headed for the gateway. And I wasn't stopping, gate opened or closed. And there were a few boys on the ditch that witnessed the whole thing. They ran and opened the gate very kindly, out the wind, turned right and continued to the end of the stage with a flat tyre. Now, you know, it was no point in changing it. Got to the end of the stage and Trevor said it was, you know, three miles or something to service. Still didn't change the back tire, drove her on to service and in the service area. We changed the, the, the back wheel then. We got the sledge out and we battered up the roof and uh, took the sledge to the car, but there's nothing else you could do to it. It was a traveling wreck. Yes. Uh, and um, 
but you know, everything was working. Yes. Mara, we lined the steering uh -huh. uh, and just checked everything, did the tire pressures, uh, put on, as a matter of fact, we, 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 uh, we put on uh, four, four uh, new tires for the last stage. And um, the, the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, there, were, was, there were two stages to go, but one was cancelled. Right. Uh, Nogala was cancelled because of the of crowds, uh, and uh, so that didn't help me at all because I thought I needed more stage miles to try and get back up here again. Uh -huh. And uh, so we drove just over Nogala normal speed onto the last stage, which was uh, Fallot Head. Mm -hmm. I love, I adore Fallot. Yes. And uh, Fallot sorts the men from the boys. Mm -hmm. And uh, we knew we had nothing to lose. Fallot, it was Fallot done in reverse actually starting in, in Rathmullen that way. Yes. Uh, so off we went and I, I, I drove as, uh, as fast as I could. And uh, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't know what time I had to make up or I didn't know where I, where I really was. I just uh -huh. knew I'll have to do my best. I did my best, and uh, uh, the uh, no no glass in the car was difficult. We put on sunglasses to try and protect our eyes. Yes. But even the sunglasses were ripped off us with the wind going along by the playing fields. You know, that big straight yes, along the there. Yes, the long straight there. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, fastest uh, fastest part in the rally, uh -huh. and, and, and the fastest part of that stage would be one of the fastest stages too. Uh -huh. And uh, the, the the sunglasses flew out from from from. Uh, on the on the crash helmet, so with no sunglasses either. And Trevor Semple, my co-driver, he has a, a glass eye. He's only one eye because he lost one eye in an accident. Yeah. And he, well, he should have been protecting his eyes more than me. But Trevor sat on anyhow, never said a word. And uh, came to the end of the stage, and uh, uh, that was it. We 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 looked at our time, and all the guys like the rally at the end of the day, and that was the last stage. Yeah. Harry was there. All the boys were there and uh, about the time card and they compared it and uh, uh, Sean Campbell was there and Sean was shell-shocked. I nearly felt a pity for me. He says, John, he says, you took the lead back of me again for it lost it to him after it rolled over. Yes. Are you sure? Are you sure, Sean? Because uh -huh. I really didn't think, you know, I didn't know how much I was behind, but I thought no. I lost an awful amount of time. Yes. But anyhow, I had a good time, a very good time on the stage, and got the lead of Group One back. So uh -huh. instead of finishing second or third overall, I finished. Was it was it seventh? Seventh, overall? seventh overall. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Seventh overall, and uh -huh. uh, one Group One. Yes. So I went back to Leonard Kenny as happy as Larry, and Freddie's car was ready for the scrappy. <laughs> I guess when they uploaded a photo there recently to Facebook, and the smile in your yeah. two faces, it was just. It was priceless, you know, not a wonder. Did she put that up? Uh -huh. Did she put that up? Yes. <laughs> I'll have to tell her to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> the car all dumped it and not a bit of glass on it and just the two big smiles and the two voices. Oh, we're, we're very happy yeah. you know, to wreck the car. You <laughs> yeah. know what? Freddie never said a word. Right. Everybody was saying to me that. You know, what's Freddie Patterson going to say? What's Freddie Patterson going to say? <laughs> Freddie never said a word. Yes. And, uh, I ended up buying the car off him. He was man enough to lend me the car, and yes. uh, at least I was man enough to buy it off Matt. Uh -huh. so yes. <laughs> uh, that, that you know, I was smitten by Group 1 at that stage. I yes. liked Group 1. It was an even playing field. Uh -huh. uh, group 1 cars were, you know, uh, every Group 1 car was even. It was an even playing field. Yes, you it didn't would, matter how uh, much money uh, you were throwing at it, you had the same equipment as the next man. Right. Yes. Exactly. Uh -huh. and that's something I, I 
myself did rally and then it's just something I wish we could, we could turn back the clock and have it that way but uh -huh. that's not possible in time no. mm -hmm. but uh, mm -hmm. I like I like group one for that reason yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, that, that was really that was really the, the, the bug of well really bitten then 76 mm -hmm. 77 and 79 then Datsun come knocking at your door for the Galway rally how did that come about? That's right, yeah. Yeah, well, I had won uh, quite a few Group 1 rallies <laughs> at that stage, so uh, I was a fairly good run and, and established myself, I suppose. Uh, and uh, I, I was, uh, you know, I was up mixed up with Group 4 cars as well. <laughs> so uh, Dawson, uh, Andy Dawson was in charge of Datsun then, very quick driver, and uh, he... he um, uh, he had a Datsun, uh, he, he looked after the, the, the Datsun uh, franchise or the, the works cars and he offered me the Datsun for uh, a Datsun Violet for Galway mm -hmm. uh, and uh, naturally I was delighted to accept it yeah. uh, and uh, the Datsun Violet, it didn't look like a rally car, it was a four-door saloon car mm -hmm. uh, but you know that, that Datsun Violet had won this the, that, that particular car, but it won the, the, the um, uh, at, uh, South African rally. And, you know, yes, and the safari and all that, yes. Uh -huh. yep. Yeah, and actually got back that at one rally, isn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, so it was a well sorted car. Set it over before the circuit, I, I, I hardly got a drive in it. Uh, you know, it didn't get tested or anything, but just a, 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 wee, a wee drive before the rally. But mm -hmm. it felt it felt just like a nice road car. It felt right. like a Group 1 car, right. uh, except it had more power, but very yeah. tractable power. You know, no big camshaft on it, no, no, uh, it was just an easy car to drive. Wrecked yeah. well, did everything nicely. And uh, so I, we, we um, headed to Galway on that. And um, on, on, uh, on the Friday night, uh, we, um, uh, with a spare package sent with it, and there again, all the boys from home were with me. Who I Derek Porter was back on the co-driver's seat, uh, and um, Willie John Dolan was there with the service van. Uh, and for once, we had we had uh, <laughs> we had need for the service van for plenty of spares, uh, which were fine. Uh, and um, uh, we uh, I just adapted to the car straight away. I liked it, and uh, we we ended up uh, on, on the Friday when we were up in the top three. We were second overall, actually. Uh, right. And then in one of one of the stages over over <clears throat> be, over Bogland, I cut a corner tight, and uh, I hit a hidden stone. And it was a I didn't realise it, but that was one of the weaknesses in uh, the the the, uh, the Datsuns. They had a tie bar, something similar to what you have in a in a mini, an old style mini, right. a tie bar uh, on the front suspension. But what they did in East African Safari, they put on what they call safari straps, a steel right. strap, because yeah. these tie bars could break if you, if you touched anything. Uh -huh. But the steel straps weren't on my car. Yeah. They didn't think there was any need for them at tarmac, and I suppose in many ways they shouldn't be. They wouldn't, uh -huh. You shouldn't be hitting rocks, but I did. I did hit this. It was only a, it only a stone, it wasn't, wasn't that much. But uh -huh. I pushed the wheel back, and uh, that left the car uh, that uh, way to stop. And then uh, the the, uh, the boys got out of the stage, which they shouldn't have. Uh, and uh, they, we got this car out of the out of the stage uh, by uh, uh, one run alongside the, the front left hand wheel and kicking it to keep it from 
in the place. Yes. And uh, you know, we were just getting down to the stage at you know five ten miles an hour, but we hadn't got far to go. So we got to the stage, and uh-huh. and that was it. And um, but lo and behold, we were out of our time. Right. Uh, and that, that was us out of the rally because uh, there were you know there's a spare tie bar there. We fixed the car; it was perfect again. Yes. And I was sorry because the car was a much better car than what what people realised. Uh-huh. Uh, and what I realised as well, this yeah. was a competitive car. This was a, the first time I'd driven a car that would, would really have been capable of... It hadn't the grunt of a Group 4 Escort or anything uh-huh. got there, but it had a very tractable power. I mean, about 30 breakdown on the Group 4 Escort, but it uh-huh. was very easily driven, handled beautifully, extremely well set up car. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, that, that was it. So was I was very disappointed there uh, uh-huh. uh, that, uh, that we didn't get uh, further. But at least mm-hmm. we showed that what we could do in that car uh, yes. for the short time over there, and mm-hmm. we, were, we were right up there. Yes. Uh, and uh, the car then went back to Datsun, but uh, I was to get it again for the Circuit of Ireland. But that didn't materialise for the budget; didn't come through right. uh, for, from from Datsun. So it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was just a one-off drive. Very grateful for it. Sorry, I didn't do more with it, but mm-hmm. that was it. Yes. So I purchased uh, another Group One Escort. Mm-hmm. That was the Vladimir Vodka one. Yes. Uh, I bought an Escort in England from uh, a guy Peter Clark. Uh, nothing, nothing to Roger Peter <laughs> Clark, and brought the car home and uh, sent it to Sydney Meek, and Sydney sorted it out properly. And uh, so we had a good fit Group One car for. Uh, uh, what? Yeah, that and was for the circuit. The, uh-huh. the, the, the circuit. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, you're you're yeah, finished again, uh, top ten overall in the circuit that year, and class one again that year as well. Too, so. Yeah, one group one again. So yeah, with a good run on the circuit. Yeah. Uh, we um, uh, yeah we we got a good run on the circuit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, car performed well. Uh, Jimmy Davison uh, co drove with me. Uh, he was the co driver and. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the, your band, the competition that year, the big competition was the, the New Zealander Alan Carter. Uh, he had a David Sutton prepared Group One escort, uh-huh. and uh, but we were we managed to we managed to keep ahead of him. Although mm-hmm. it was tight, you know, we were swapping seconds and stages. He took yes. some of me, I took some of him, mm-hmm. and uh, but uh, at least I was leading. And then he went off the road. That took the pressure off, and uh, then he went off the road a second time and out of the rally. So uh-huh. uh, that left me. Able to um, ease back, and uh, I think I finished eighth overall, seventh or eighth overall. Yes, memory fades. Yes, yes. That that was Pente Rickler won it that year. That's right. Yes, he was the first foreigner to win it at that time. Yes. Then you went on to Donegal again that year, like once again, star performance again. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, Donegal that year. That was, uh-huh. that was nice. Home magic again, Donegal. Yes. Yeah, we had a great year that year. Yeah, uh, put, put Trevor Semple back in the co driver's seat again, uh-huh. and um, off we went. And we had uh, a really, really nice run, and uh, we finished third overall. Uh-huh. So that was good amongst the group four stuff. And, yeah. uh, uh, enjoyed that. Didn't put a mark on the car, but about timbers from the year before. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that was it. So that, 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 was, that was that was a, a uh-huh. enjoyable, an enjoyable one. Yeah. Really did well again. Uh-huh. But God, it was typical. Yes. And a great rally too that year. Uh-huh. Yes. 
Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian Nelson won it. Birdie was second. Uh -huh. I was third. Yes. And, uh, so um, uh, Kidney was fourth. Uh -huh. Forget who was fifth or sixth. Yeah, but like fantastic to be mixing it with guys in a group four cars, and you and your group one car once again, wasn't it? You know, it, was, it, was, it was. It was. It was nice. It was uh -huh. indeed. Yeah. Uh, just looking at your results then, 1980, um, you, the FSO, uh, the Polish car maker, you, you signed. Yeah, that, 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 that was a that was a great experience. Yes. Uh, I got that. That was a lovely drive to get. Okay, people laughed because the uh -huh. car wasn't very good, but you know, I, I was I was very grateful and honoured to be to be elected uh -huh. to drive the car. Yes. Uh, uh, that um, the, the the importers were in London uh, uh -huh. for that FSO uh, Polonaise, uh, uh, Polsky Polonaise. And it didn't look a great car. Four four door car again looked like a bit of a hen house in the wheels. But yes. but um, it was a, a big strong lump of a car, mm -hmm. and it used a Fiat twin cam engine. Mm -hmm. It used a Carlotti gearbox, which was brilliant. That's the same gearbox as I had the Stratos, and a big yes. heavy lump of a back axle. So you know the car. Uh, I went out to Poland, drove the car out to the factory. Uh, that was a great experience. Lovely to get yes. out there. The Polish people were such a lovely nation, mm -hmm. and that was nineteen eighty. It wasn't a nice time to go to Poland because um, the, the 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 troubles were on with Russia, and yes. uh, you know the tanks were up at Gdansk at the border, and mm -hmm. that uh, just wasn't a nice place to be. Yes. But I loved being there and uh -huh. having experience and seeing around the factory and the way the Polish people looked after you. You know, they really made you for something else, yes. uh, and you were their driver, and they protected mm -hmm. you and looked after you, and um, that was it. So, we we um, the first rally was the Polish rally, which mm -hmm. was uh, a, a round of the European Championship. Well, the European Championship was big stuff. Yes, and uh, the the uh, I got driving the the, the Polski and got making some changes to it, and I, I felt the car. If it lightened it and softened the spring and a wee bit of work like got there, you could have made it more competitive, but it was it was mm -hmm. really, really hard work to drive. It was left hand drive. Now left hand drive doesn't bother me in the slightest. As a matter of fact, I like left hand drive. Uh -huh. But um, uh, that that that's I was perfectly at home on it. And they gave me uh, uh, a Polish co driver, uh Jacek Lewandowski, uh young fella, and he was very good. He was excellent. Uh, and the way they did it out there, I was out there for three weeks, and you reckon the stages beforehand. You're given the stages beforehand, mm -hmm. and it's up to you how you spend your time on them. And uh, I I worked very hard at the recce because I wanted to, uh, well, I didn't want to embarrass myself course, uh, yeah. and be showing mm -hmm. up. And uh, I worked night and day on those stages. But the only thing was, out there, uh, the... the, the uh, Practice the stages at rally speeds. Right. You know, that's on open roads. Yes. You know, at night time you'd be going along the stage. The next thing you'd see these headlamps come behind you. Wow! <laughs> and the car would pass you. Yes. And it could be any of the, the top men wrecking. Uh -huh. But yes. I really had a. I always had a fear, especially since my accident, of driving on an open road. Right. I never ever did a navigation rally in my life uh -huh. uh, because. Of, I don't believe in that on the open road. Yes. And uh, I just couldn't bring myself to drive the car at that speed. And I didn't think I needed to because I was making my own notes. So, mm -hmm. you know, I could make notes driving at 30 mile an hour. Yes. And then if I could check on them, 
I knew, well, that's, you know, as long as I could do it over the stage twice, I could be happy with the notes. Mm -hmm. Now, the only thing was, the co-driver wasn't very happy with me because he thought he'd landed a bit of a dummy uh -huh. because I wouldn't drive hard on the stages. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, you could drive 50, 60 miles an hour. Yes. But I mean, not These other boys were going full rally speed. <laughs> and they were going full rally speeds and they were passing you and they come up behind you, boy, your car shook. <laughs> and um, uh, there were, there were the two main men for the, for the European Championship that year were vying for the championship were Zanini in a Porsche 911 and Bernard Began. Uh, the Frenchman and a Porsche 911, okay. the Italian or Spaniard and, and, and Beglin was French. Uh, they had uh, two beautiful Porsche 911s, my favourite car, and uh, they, they were they were out for the European Championship. So I, I forget which one was leading, but there was nothing uh -huh. between them. And uh, it was nice to meet those guys. And we stayed in, in the Victoria Hotel in Warsaw. Warsaw, beautiful city. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, uh, just the, the people were lovely, but you know what was wasn't very nice. You uh, that as I say, those are very difficult times, and you saw the people queuing up for bread in the street. A big queue at a shop to get bread, and here we were sitting in the lap of luxury mm -hmm. in the Victoria Hotel in Warsaw, which wasn't you know that didn't sit easy with you. you wondered mm -hmm. what's wrong here? You know, typical communist country mm -hmm. uh, where where uh, communism ruled and. Uh, you could sit in the lap of luxury and while, while the Polish people were queuing for food. And uh, we were given cars. I was given a car with red number plates. Well, red number plates meant that you got priority everywhere. You drove right. up to a filling station, the petrol would always be a queue. Right. But you bypassed the queue and went to the very front. Okay. Now, you didn't like doing that. But my no. co-driver, he was the machine. You said, front, front, you know. <laughs> so that was the way it was. But it was a lovely experience being in Poland with the Polish people and being with the Polish team. Yes. They're, they're lovely people and uh, nothing was a problem. And the thing about the works drive was all I had to bring was my helmet and my gloves. Everything was paid for. Right. And, you know, the tires, mm -hmm. you got your choice. We used Michelin's at that stage. You got the yes. choice of Michelin TV10s, 15s, 20s. And, you know, if you want them changed after two stages, where before I was always trying to take as much out of it as I could. <laughs> yes. Tires, that was it, and mm -hmm. that was the difference between work drive and, and funding yourself. Uh -huh. And uh, we got off uh, the Polish rally, it was a fantastic rally in the way that it also went through the first few stages, practically through forests. But oh, the yeah. forests, unlike uh -huh. the ones we have here, it was hard packed gravel, right. uh, and it was it was uh, very brittle. Uh -huh. and. Uh, that, that that was it. So those the, we 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 and, and very rough, very mm -hmm. rough. Uh, but that should be down to the ground. And the Polsky was a pretty strong car, uh, at least I hoped it was. So we headed off. We headed off anyhow. And uh, I, I suppose the adrenaline was flowing in me, and uh, I didn't want to let myself down in this car or let the, let the team down either. Uh -huh. And uh, we we. Um, uh, there were 50 journalists flowing out from the UK and from uh, North of Ireland. There was one, Richard Young was flowing out from the North of Ireland. Yes. And I forget who it was uh, from the South of Ireland. Uh -huh. uh, but um, there, there were two journalists in the Ireland anyhow. So they were all there and yeah. uh, they, were, they were giving me good support. Uh -huh. uh, and the, the, on the first, on stages through the forest, uh, I beat the two Porsches and the Polsky <laughs> because... And the reason I beat them 
was, let's face it, it wasn't that I was quicker. It was because they were preserving their car over the very rough road, yes. and I wasn't. Uh-huh. Uh, I was in the hilt, and uh, there were big tracks across the road, but I never slacked for them. And uh, that was good. So that really pleased the Polsky team. They were over the moon yes. that their car was beating this rally uh-huh. uh, for a short time. Yes. Uh, and um, we kept on, and then uh, he left the quick cars got in front of me. But I was still there, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't in the top six or anything, no. but I was around the top ten and uh, setting, uh, setting decent times. And they, they were very, very happy uh, with, with everything. And uh, then, uh, uh, yeah, we're on to the loose stages again. And I must say the loose stages were the ones that I could claw back a lot of time. Yeah. And on one loose stage, uh, we got a, a one puncture, decided to drive on. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, we got another puncture. So with two punctures on the same side of the car, right. uh, on the which was on my side actually, which was the left hand side, uh-huh. uh, and the two tires are flat. Um, so I had to stop and change at least change one wheel. Uh-huh. And we we were stopped at the at the side of the road, nighttime, completely uh, dark, yeah. uh, changing a wheel, put it on, car jacked up. Round the corner came the works master driver. A good friend, good guy, Billy uh-huh. Rutherford from Newcastle. This yeah. guy was from Rutherford, a uh-huh. very capable, quick driver. Mm-hmm. Since passed away uh, at a young age, but uh, Willie came round in the Mazda and uh, uh, sideswiped me and knocked the car out of the jack. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't mean to do it. Like he no, didn't. Yeah. I, I was there. Like I was, he was fully committed. Yes. And uh, and he and I had travelled over together and stayed together in the same <laughs> hotel. Uh, but uh, we got her, we got her jacked up again. Didn't slow him down any. <laughs> and uh, we got we got one wheel changed. Got to the end of the stage, and uh, uh, then uh, we got out of the service. But I was over my time. Right. The time had changed the second wheel, uh, and that was me out of the rally. Uh-huh. So that was disappointing uh, yeah. because uh, the car at least was still going at that stage, and I'd learned a bit about it. Uh, yeah. And it was it was hard work to drive. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, it was challenging, let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Yes. But, uh, you know, it was a drive and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So that was Poland uh, and that was the Polish guys and got to do the RAC rally in it yeah. uh, and got to do the max in it. And mm-hmm. um, uh, the, the RAC was, was uh, a great rally to be able to do. I got to do it twice. Yeah. Uh, Even to say you've done that in a workshop yeah. team, you know, it's fantastic. Yeah, that, that was nice. That was the lovely part. For I could never have got to do the RAC rally under mm-hmm. uh, my own auspices yeah. or with my own car. I couldn't mm-hmm. have afforded it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was great to be there. You, you know, you got to know a lot of the rally, or rally fraternity, mm-hmm. and uh, you felt more comfortable uh, uh, mixing it with them and talking mm-hmm. with them because yes. you knew these guys were superhuman mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, respect there. So it was lovely to do the RAC. And uh, uh, I thought the RAC would be very daunting. But what, what I saw about the RAC was, you know, you, the, the top 20, the top 15 drivers, you're very good drivers <coughs> for all of them. Really good. Uh, mm-hmm. And then after that, there are a lot of guys, money guys, with right. cars who be very average drivers. Uh-huh. And uh, so, you know, you have the, the, the two levels, really good guys, and then the guys just doing it to do the RAC. Yes. Without the mm-hmm. and the great machinery, but you know, I I I was on, on some stages at the start. I was catching cars, and I honestly thought there was something wrong with them. 
uh, but you know, it was just uh, the seating. Uh, these guys were out for the run round. Yes. So I got up, I got up into the top twenty, and enjoying it thoroughly, and got it to Kielder, uh, and uh, at that stage, uh, it was the conditions were horrendous with rain, wet, which was fine, didn't mind that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the cars started to miss and started to misbehave, and lo and behold, uh, the carburetors fell apart and killed her. And the carburetors, mm-hmm. out, but the parts lost out of them, and yes. uh, the car was just gradually <laughs> coming apart. Part, yes, got a bit of the rally gone and, and uh, uh-huh. explained. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Um, so then for eighty-one, um, uh, yes. 81 then you moved up to group four mark two escort uh was it finally good yeah, to get into something that you what you've been chasing all along you've been chasing these guys to finally now be an equal machinery was that a nice feeling to step into that that was, that was lovely to get that because i heard of for escort was for sale and it was on Dublin had it, and uh, it was a very good escort that had been uh, by Sydney Meek, uh, mm-hmm. and um, John had done the Circuit of Ireland in it, uh, and uh, yeah, he, he, he had this garage, and uh, Sydney said he might sell it. So I approached John, absolute gentleman, mm-hmm. and uh, he lived in Dublin, and he agreed to go down and see it, and he ended up selling me his group for escort and all the spirit for a very, very competitive price. Right. It's thanks to him that I'm eternally grateful for, for, for selling me uh-huh. a really good group for escort. Yes. And uh, followed up home. Trevor Semple was with me and we went out on a Sunday. Better the day, the better the date. And uh, <laughs> we bought the car and uh, uh, drove the car home. He brought, we brought the van down with us, but we, we weren't expecting to really uh, to pilot. So we drove the car home and uh, he filled the car with all the spares he had. So it was, it was a nice, nice story, nice yes. thing. Uh-huh. But the car Sydney Meek, and uh, Sydney said, uh, he, he, he got the car, so he knew it was good. And uh, so they said, well, you know, the, the edge of this car, he says, it wouldn't be the top rated, the same as the, the works point. But uh-huh. he says, well, well uh, I think you should go forward and see what they do for you. So I contacted Ford, and uh, Ford, um, Ended up that I sent back that that engine that was in the car, and they sent me over an engine with a Nicosil block, which was a good PDA engine. Yes. And uh, so we had we had a fit car for for uh, for for um, uh, the circuit uh-huh. just in time for the circuit. Right. <coughs> so um, eighty-one circuit. Yeah. Uh, William Moffat, Bill Moffat was with me, good co-driver, and. Uh, we, we set off on the circuit and uh, I loved the, the chance to drive a really competitive car that, you know, you, you could, if you took a bit of scruff on it, you could make an escort dance. Uh-huh. And um, we were in the top three uh, and, uh, the whole time. Uh, Tony Pond led at the start. Then uh, I was second for a while. Then he got ahead of me and uh, we got down to, down to Killarney. Coming into the Killarney, a few stages were on the start of the slip. Mm-hmm. And changing the touch in the group of Rescue is no great job because it's easy enough done. The boys right. can do it. Yes. And, and Sydney, Sydney and the boys were, were, 
our service made the stage plus my own guys mm-hmm. uh, who were all the stuff now. And uh, they, they, they sit down on the service and the Killarney. Uh, there's quite a bit of time and they would change the such. There's obviously must have been a bit on it. Mm-hmm. So uh, the box came and um, uh, uh, they, they went to change the such. It wasn't a touch, it was the pressure plate. When they changed in the pressure plate, uh, well, the flush plate's easy to get in the pressure plate stop for time. So they changed the clutch and the plate, got all into the escort, and uh, uh, all back at again, and off we went into the final time control in Killarney, town itself, where the usual the traffic was horrendous, and I had to drive far too fast, the load to get in, uh-huh. and uh, but the guards were very good and left us and we got in, and we were just over our time on the minute of our time. Right. You know, and, and we were we were ahead of Hamilton and the Ian Escort and yes. stuff like that there. We were, you know, we were, if we'd kept on the road, you never know what to do, but no. we'd uh-huh. have been sitting uh, looking for a result. But uh-huh. it wasn't to be. We are out of our time, so we had the car in the and uh, head home. Yes. Uh, so that, that was a wee bit disappointing, yeah. uh, especially when... Uh, I was, I was getting to, to know Escort better because I'd only driven it and mm-hmm. it was elected. And yes. I, I knew it could make me improvement, but it suited me. Uh, mm-hmm. And when I got the car tailored to what I I felt it would be too hard. I don't like a car too hard. And uh, things like that there. But I, I loved the car and, uh-huh. and it went uh, well. Yes. Got back to Sydney and uh, I, I, I asked him to do certain things to it uh, mm-hmm. that would make it. To my liking, and mm-hmm. he did, for he was uh, car preparation. Yes. Always gave you a good car, and mm-hmm. uh, that was it. So the next event after that then, uh, was going to be uh, Donegal in uh-huh. 1981. Yes. Oh, what a rally! <laughs> <coughs> oh, yeah, what a rally. Yeah, 1981, uh, mm-hmm. that, 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 uh, that was uh, fantastic. Yeah, well prepared for that. I was well psyched up for it. I really was. Jimmy McRae at that time and Terry Kibbe was there and all like proper works they were getting paid to be there you know in the best of cars never knows there That's you right. were uh-huh. excuse me they were very good drivers as well yes. uh-huh. and uh, no, no better than Jimmy mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it was nice to be able to, you know, to get ahead of yeah uh-huh. so it was, a, it was a organized rally too very well run Great, mm-hmm. just to, you know, all the all the great Donegal stages, yes. and uh, the weather was uh, just as you'd expect. And when I go off the rally, and yes. that was nice to get the, the first international, and, and that was the first international one for Sydney Meek as well. And uh, right. the car before the one international, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he hadn't won any at that time, so uh-huh. uh, it was nice. He was very because he uh-huh. served in that rally along with the old rally again. Yes. The was there. Two, they were the 
they backed them up. They did yeah. the most of the service, they backed them up. So uh, all, all, all the same guys again were with me. All those are the same guys with me. Yes. So that, 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 that came up. Fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, that, that story too. Mm-hmm. And then you come back in '82. Sorry, and then you come back in '82 and defend <coughs> defend at your title again. Then uh, you know beating Billy Coleman, Roger Clark again, <laughs> and it was starts all the lineup again. Right. Yeah, to be there too uh, mm-hmm. in '82. Uh, based on the door that year, yes, which was completely different. Left it a fairly different for everybody because there was a lot of new territory, new stages were there, uh-huh. uh, and um, it was a new challenge. Uh, and uh, it was nice to see Roger over with the most beautiful group for works escort. At least there is Skoda, the works of Skoda, and uh, a beautiful work cut out for me that year. Uh, but um, we, we, uh, we managed to do the business. It was a very wet year. Uh-huh. And that, that was an uh, export Saturday. Uh, it was so strange. I had an for for Lake Hall to have a wet international rally, and it was. Uh, it was really wet. The stages were streaming wet on Saturday, mm-hmm. and the uh, service in Milford was like a pond. Uh, and uh, uh, we 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 had work going, kept the lead, and uh, Roger went out to the phone engine. Uh, Billy went out on the Saturday evening with a broken back axle. Can you think of this? Right. Uh, so we were we left with a that lead. And on Sunday, and Sunday I hadn't a push, and I was very fortunate that I was able to, 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 to come home with a lot of pressure. John yeah. came second, I was about 10 minutes behind. Right, yeah. And that was a nice game for a second. Yes. And also in 82, you won the Lurgan Park rally. Uh, Lurgan Park. Yeah, Lurgan Park. Park, yeah, which was the up and coming, was it was called the Burma Rally then, but like this was bringing rally into the people, you know, into the centre of the town. It was there was huge crowds there then years, wasn't there? Yeah, the Burma, the Burma several years before, uh-huh. uh, and uh, it's a good rally. It brings it brings such crowds, and it's uh-huh. excellent for spectators. It's loose tarmac, loose, you know, it's a mixture of everything, uh-huh. and it's down through the trees. I certainly spoke for the boys, yes. and uh, the uh, before it, it led it in, in the opal uh, uh, on the last days, the coin of dropped off. Right. Uh, so uh, I, um, I was in a good run, uh, and uh, uh, the play singleton sat with me for for the day, uh-huh. and uh, we 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 managed. To bring that one home, I think uh, I barely was second. Barely was second. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure who was fourth, but uh-huh. we, we had a good run on that one, and uh, that, that, that was that was '82. Yeah. And uh, then uh, I, I, that was uh, by, by downtown really a sponsor at that stage, uh-huh. and were a great sponsor. But yes. they sponsored me for for two years. Uh-huh. That was their, their their sponsorship over, and right. uh, that left me that I wasn't in a position to. to um, uh, run a group four car without sponsorship, so I had to uh, stop and see could I get sponsorship again, and uh, that, that, that that's always very difficult, as you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, you kind of stepped away then for a couple of years, and it was '85. Then you come back with uh, Honda. Uh, that's right. Initially, it was Yeah, I got Honda sponsorship. Uh-huh. Uh, that, uh, 
the development for Peugeot, first of all. Right, uh, yes. And on the 205, that was just work to, to develop their car for suspension testing and whatnot. Okay. So it was nice to get that. For yes. Quite again and mm -hmm. step back from that there and Honda were, were uh, at that time just uh, dipping their toe in the water because they were highly involved in Formula 1 at that time with Nigel Mansell yes. uh, and um, he, he was winning all around on the Honda at that time in the car so uh, I got a Civic through Carl McCarthy uh, who was a Honda agent in, in Belfast a very good friend of mine too mm -hmm. so I got this Civic and uh, March Parts for it, you know, they had any parts for it. It was the twin comes of it. Engine, yeah. beautiful, the uh -huh. tractable engine, but the suspension was poor and uh, uh, the bricks weren't great. But um, uh, we got uh, we, we, we got taken out to um, uh, get a few wee rounds in the car and I liked it. Uh -huh. But it wasn't a group four car, nothing like no, it. Uh -huh. the four handles together. Uh -huh. and yes. We took it out, we went out to Japan then. Uh, they paid for us to go out there and uh, I think they wanted to see uh, what we were like before they would put any budget in place. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that, that was good. I enjoyed that. Um, uh, it was a great experience to get to Japan. It was like getting to Poland. We got to Japan. It was the most expensive country I've ever been in, in my life. I'm right. glad I hadn't paid for anything because yeah. even food, food was horrendously expensive. Uh -huh. Lovely country. Yes. Uh, they treated us like VIPs. Uh, everything was paid for, and you saw around the Honda factory, which was mind blowing. Yes. And uh, you saw Nigel Mansell's car sitting in there, and uh, and the Mugen Mugen were the competition arm of Honda M U G E N. Okay. Yes. Uh, and so the Mugen sitting around there, and they just they treated us so well, and. Um, uh, you know, being being friend of Iron, it was especially nice too because they, they looked after you so well. Uh, right, yes. And um, uh, the, the Japanese are a very courteous uh, nation mm -hmm. and uh, lovely people uh, and very correct everything they do. Uh, so they took us out to the test factory and uh, it was nice to get driving their products around there. Mm -hmm. They also had a full rally stage. Uh, around the test factory, and went, it went from tarmac to loose <laughs> tarmac, and uh, turned the cars around there all day long. Yes. So it came, and uh, the the company wanted me to drive the car, which I was very very glad to do. Yes. And uh, it, uh, it had uh, a couple of test drivers, and uh, they said to me, "Now go as fast as you like." Uh, which was really nice to get that. <laughs> yeah. But um, the, the, the first time I drove round, I just drove round to get, the, you know, drove round Sharpish just to get to know the the, uh -huh. the, the, the way around it. But I hadn't what it was like, yeah. what the terrain was like. Where it was, it was the terrain was hard to read. Uh -huh. so I drove round it and came a couple of laps and I looked at the times and I said, "Well, no, I know they weren't great, so I know, but I wasn't trying." Uh -huh. And uh, I will go out there, I'll try. So I knew how to do something. Yes. <laughs> so I went out and uh, uh, I let her and, and drove as, as hard as I could. And uh, when I came in the next time, the wee Japanese were jumping up and down with delight because I'd done a very good time and I'd beat the time of their test drivers. So <laughs> after that, they accepted me. They knew I wasn't a dummy. And uh -huh. um, 
they yeah. were they were very, they were even nicer. And I realised then that you know I could drive. So then yeah. I, I said, look, I want some parts for this car. You we need we need we need bits and pieces. Yeah. So they got me the differential, which was fantastic. They got uh -huh. that. They got made such a difference. A fully yeah. drive car. Uh -huh. So uh, the remember Johnny says, "Well, we got this stuff home. So I will buy an extra case for it." And um, so we got a little split differential. We got uh, two front struts. We got disc discs, and we. I remember walking up to the plane, and not never mind putting the cases on 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 the trolley to get onto the plane. Yes. We also had hand luggage. Well, I can hardly carry the hand <laughs> luggage out on the weight of it, and there was no such thing as the hand luggage going on the on the, on the upper on the upper thing. Yes, foot of steel. Uh -huh. <laughs> but everybody was happy. <laughs> and uh, we we we, uh, we got the bits and pieces home with them between Harold and myself. We got bits and pieces home, yeah. and we were three weeks in Japan. That's a long time. Uh -huh. and, uh, a lovely experience. And yes. uh, as I say, the Ulster uh, Bank, who were my employer, uh, uh -huh. were very good to make it right off. Yes. So we came home with the bits and pieces, fitted them onto the Honda, and it just transformed the car. Right. It made it made uh, it made a uh, it made a uh, you know fairly competitive wee car uh -huh. uh, and uh, the engine the engine was untouched but it was a wee twin cam engine yes. you could have revved the life of it. Mm -hmm. and um, uh, it, uh, it was very tractable and easy to drive the yes. car was quite difficult to drive 10 tenths because you had to really take it by the scruff of the neck uh -huh. uh, but it was good I liked it I yes. liked it and uh, I got some good results in it uh -huh. uh, and uh, then Donegal I think I took it to Yes, overall. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. All the group and all the class. Yeah. Uh, but to get a car with that, uh, to get an update overall, really, really, really pleased me. Yes. It was a much better result than some of the results I got from Group 1 cars because this car was, you know, it was uh, different and it wasn't. Yes, uh, and it was uh, very, was very, like, you know, at that time when you think of like 86 and that, you know, you had your metros, your mantas, you know, you had the. That's right. You know, yeah, the top yeah. big cars at that time, you know, the, the ultimate yeah, fire raving monsters, yeah, so. That's right, because we finished amongst them and finished ahead of a few uh -huh, yes. big cars. And, uh -huh. uh, and uh -huh. uh, it was another rally there. So with, with some good results with that, with yeah. Honda. Uh -huh. uh, some good development work for them and they, and they paid, which was nice. Yes. Uh, because I had a way to do it. And uh, it was nice that Honda came up with uh, mm -hmm. uh, a fair bit of money. To develop the car for them mm -hmm. and uh, to uh, to uh, get results. Yes. Well, they were they were very happy. They mm -hmm. gave us a car to wreck in, and any rally would do. Uh, they would have, have supplied a, a road car, and uh, then the, the rally car was was supplied through Harold the car the mm -hmm. Honda agent. So they were happy with that. And, yes. uh, I think it uh, two years with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I, uh, I, I eighty five and eighty six both. Yeah, so mm -hmm. yeah, and. Uh, next drive I got was uh, the Lancia drive. Yes, uh -huh. yep. Uh -huh. I had two years in the Lancia uh, then too. And again, yeah. gi giant kiln performances once again, you know. Um, well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, the Lancia, I would say probably the Lancia was the, the it was really a full works drive. Right. Because uh, Lancia Delta, it was just been introduced uh, mm -hmm. onto the Irish market. And uh, Lancia was brought in by Fiat and mm -hmm. Hume House and 
was the place where um, the headquarters for Fiat Lancia, their, their offices. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that drive was coming up and uh, the, I think the, the, the other few boys for it. But anyhow, they interviewed me for it and um, I, I went down to Hume House and, and um, uh, they, they, uh, uh, they, don't, they wanted to do uh, as much uh, just as much exposure for the car as they could do and to uh-huh. get the results for it. And it really was an unknown, unknown package. It was an unknown package at that time, especially mm-hmm. on tarmac. It was four-wheel drive, which was nice, uh, yes. but it wasn't the Delta Integrality. It was just the Delta. Uh-huh. So we, we uh, I hoped it would be reliable. Uh, and uh, for a thought, you know, Italian cars could be either way. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was all done through my very good friend, one of the best friends I have, uh, Martin Riley and Sligo, who yeah. was the, 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 the uh, Lancia dealer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything was done through Martin. Martin went with me, and I would say it's thanks to Martin, really, yeah. that I got the drive in that car. Uh-huh. It was left-hand drive, and they, they knew I could handle left-hand drive with... with uh, you know, it's perfectly comfortable with left-hand drive. Mm-hmm. So uh, we set up the budget to do the the, the um, five or six internationals mm-hmm. uh, rallies and uh, set the budget up for that there. I was to uh, have my own team to service the car, look after the car, prepare the car, mm-hmm. and they would supply the bits and pieces. And also paid me to drive it because yes. they gave me the budget. And mm-hmm. as long as I didn't go to the budget, it was fine. Yes. Uh, and... It was a nice professional setup. It was very professional, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the 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 car we got it just before the circuit of Ireland, mm-hmm. and it was a completely standard car because there's nothing else at that time. It was it wasn't a Group One car. It was a mm-hmm. showroom car. Yes, and it really was like a showroom, and it came along and it uh, it uh, we we had. Uh, no spares package worthwhile because, as I say, the whole thing was set up quickly for the circuit so new, yeah, for uh-huh. the and um, took it there. And uh, we really didn't know what it would perform like. We got springs, uh, coil springs for it, uh, and uh, some card, uh, and a few bits and pieces, uh, roll cage, just but it was completely and utterly showroom car. Set off on the circuit, and uh, it was um, it was a car that you had to adapt to it. It didn't it didn't steer or drive. With being four wheel drive, uh, it had uh, been heavy at the front. It understeered a lot, okay, uh, and adapt your driving style to it. You couldn't go to a corner and think you're going to get this sideways and set it up. Mm-hmm. It was a very boring car for beginners to look at because mm-hmm. even though I was driving at 10 tenths, it certainly didn't look like it. Uh-huh. It was a straight line car. And uh, I, as you know, I, I, I always uh, used the left foot to brake, mm-hmm. and uh, left foot brake and treating it, because yes. it was turbo, and uh-huh. you had to keep this. And as long as you left foot braked it, and kept the momentum up, and kept it in corners, you had to, um, you had the straight line corners. Mm-hmm. It didn't, with being so heavy in the front, and being nose heavy, it understeered a lot. So you had to have, it worked well in notes. I right. wouldn't have liked to have driven the car without notes. Yes. Uh, because mm-hmm. uh, if you got the car a too quick, it would understeer off the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it worked on notes. And uh, I, I I liked the car uh, once, I, once I learned how to drive it. Yes. Uh, it was just a different tech. And mm-hmm. um, I drove the Honda for 
wheel drive, so I drove it uh, left foot bracket as well because for wheel drive cars, four wheel drive right. cars, they uh -huh. adapt well to rear uh -huh. wheel drive cars don't. Uh, okay. And uh, the, the first event was the 87 circuit, mm -hmm. and uh, we were against the Sierra Cosworths, which were a lot more powerful, but mm -hmm. two wheel drive, they weren't yes. on stage. Uh, and uh, the Mercedes Cosworth Mercedes, mm -hmm. and uh, what else was there? There was the, the Mazda. Uh -huh. yes. yeah. mm -hmm. I don't know if there's anything else there, Kevin. Was no, there a good year? No, I think the Sierras know that have been so much better developed you know, by that stage, you know, too, uh, weren't yeah. they? Yes. they were. so mm -hmm. I really didn't uh, thought I knew them and worked collide with them. Mm -hmm. But the first stage, the first stage I'd driven it in anger, and uh, we were, we, we set fastest group one time in the first stage yes. by a second or a couple of seconds, I forget mm -hmm. now, but at least, and I was shocked at that because okay. it didn't, it was going quickly, it didn't feel as if I was doing everything properly, and you was driving it very correctly, but uh, you know, uh -huh. I was adapting to the and learning it, but yeah. no, we, we were fit, there was a very quick driver, we were uh -huh. Roman Ferreras, yes. but a really quick era. Uh -huh. And uh, but we were ahead of them, and uh, we managed to stay ahead. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was tight going. Uh, uh, I wasn't setting all the fastest group one times, uh -huh. but I was consistently uh, in the top two, top three group yes. one times. Uh -huh. So we could go into it, was, it wasn't Killarney that year; it was Waterford. Mm -hmm. Down to Waterford, and, uh, and uh, we were leading group one by a small margin. I forget now, but. Mm -hmm. maybe a minute or something like that there. But we just kept it consistent. The car never missed a beat. Right. Never missed a thing. It, it, uh, that, uh, I was very pleasantly surprised. Uh -huh. uh, and we were, you know, I, I, was, I was doing my best to drive it as quick as I could. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, but I didn't look at, it wasn't, you know, there was no spectators were going up and saying, you're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> But yes. uh, I can assure you, I was, I was, um, uh -huh. I was definitely uh, inside. Yes. Uh, but uh, we, we brought the car home, uh, uh -huh. and uh, we won Group One, and we, I, I, we, I'm not sure where we were overall. Uh, uh, we were around twelfth or something, tenth, tenth or twelfth. I think you were maybe uh, just outside, uh, just, uh, just outside the top uh, ten, but uh -huh. of the of the Sierra cars was, and Lancia were. Actually, they were so pleased, yes. and I was so pleased for them because uh, they put a lot of money into this project. Mm -hmm. uh, this was cost costing them a big budget, and to bring the car out, a new car, uh, uh, undeveloped at that time, yeah. into the Irish market, we wanted to sell them, mm -hmm. uh, and to win Group 1. They advertised, they used it, they were very smart, but typical works. Uh, they, they, they took the, an advertisement in all the Irish papers, Lance, uh, you'd have thought we'd won the Circuit of Ireland, yes, but uh -huh. only won Group 1. Yes. Uh, they used it, Lance, uh, comes home uh -huh. first and Circuit of Ireland yes. one. Mm -hmm. And uh, any uh, uh, normal person reading it wasn't at the worst, but it thought that Lance yes. won the Circuit. Uh -huh. <laughs> but, um, it was, uh, it was a, a, a very pleasing result mm -hmm. for everyone concerned. Yes. Uh, because uh, we, we, uh, then it was Donegal mm -hmm. uh, after the circuit and uh, yeah, we won uh, one again and, again and six overall then again too you know and again you know like you, you're up against the mantas and all that again that year like another phenomenal entry and to come away like with six overall there 
if the the cars behind right. you would have been proud to finish any other rally, you know. So super achievement. The laugh about it was there was even a radio with stereo in the car because it was a showroom car. It was one car. And then, what was the next rally? Then? Um, was well, that, uh, you went on then the, the following year, just looking here, even like uh, you, you got a newer version of that car again then the following year for Galway. That's right, yeah. Well, um, 87, we, we did a few more international. Yes. Uh -huh. One group one. Ah, you won Group N and the championship uh, well, that year, yeah. Uh -huh. Group N, it was called then. Yes. Uh, yeah, we, we managed to win the Group N championship, mm -hmm. uh, which, which pleased, which pleased Lancia uh, no end. They were, mm -hmm. they were very, uh, because they used it to the full advantage. Yes. And they were so pleased that, that uh, after the year was over, I thought that might be it now. They've established the car in the Irish market, mm -hmm. that one Group N with it. I thought this is the end of my drive, but yeah. no, they said, "Look, we'll get you. Uh, we'd like you to do it next year again." Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, they they got me uh, a new Group N car. That one was sold off, arranged the budget again, mm -hmm. all through Martin Riley and through through his uh, through his garage in Sligo. Uh, everything was done through through Martin, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, my boys looked after the car again, uh, and uh, we we went at it again on. Uh, and 88, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, Galway, Galway 88. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that uh, that was a, a, a very pleasing result for Lancia because it was a wet year in Galway, mm -hmm. uh, 88. And uh, we we finished third overall behind Mark Lovell and James Cullen uh, mm -hmm. in, in the Grand Car. Yes. So that, that, was, that was a nice result. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And, uh, then <coughs> the circuit, came after Galway, that's the only, uh, um, no, yeah, the circuit, and that was, uh, we, we, um, we'd go into Evans over in the Group N Sierra, mm -hmm. and the Sierras were, were, were giving me a hard time, yeah. and then in Northern Ireland, uh, we were, uh, we were just a few seconds of it, you know, but three seconds behind Gwyndaf, and we come on the stage uh, at, uh, Outside Newry, forget the name of it now, but it's one which goes through a forest, which is very unusual for the Circuit of Ireland, yes. part of Loose Station, I think. Mm -hmm. Right? With the four wheel drive. And mm -hmm. uh, I was everything, I was 10 tenths, and came up to uh, just a straightforward uh, 90 right junction mm -hmm. uh, and uh, wrecked the car. And the only, uh, that, that just buying the brake disc broke. Which was very unusual. The front brake disc knocked up the wheel, spun round the road, and that was be out of the rally yeah. because the brake disc jammed the transmission. And uh, so well, there we were. So we just mm -hmm. had to. to uh, we got it quick. We we dismantled it at the at the side of the stage, mm -hmm. and uh, drove the car home. Actually, we weren't far from home no. together. <laughs> yes. At, mm -hmm. the but we were we were in for a for a really good race uh, with Windhoff. Yes. Uh, I, I, I wonder if we probably have won, but he had a quicker car and he was an extremely competent driver. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think I'd have pulled that one off. Mm -hmm. uh, myself. But uh, we were right. We were giving him a real race for it anyhow. Mm -hmm. And uh, that. So it wasn't, you know, with getting a great start to the year with third overall in Galway, mm -hmm. uh, that was the circuit. That was the, the, an on finish. Now on to Donegal then, was the next mm -hmm. international. Yeah. And, uh, started off well, uh, 
really. It's the first time the Lancia all year let me down. Uh, okay. It was the first time that it's shown any, you know, there's such a reliable wee car. Yes. Uh, and uh, it, uh, it blew the head gasket. And right. uh, uh, actually, we stopped on Glen stage, mm-hmm. stage I know well enough where, where, where I live. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it, it, um, we were right up there knocking mm-hmm. on the door, uh, and uh, uh, the car started to heat and mist, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and it was a head gasket. So right. that was that over. There had a three internationals uh, yeah. uh, on Fernicious. Wasn't looking a good year for 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 me or for Lancia, uh-huh. but. Um, Going then to the, what was the next international? The Ulster, yeah. Ulster, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, we got uh, good. We got back up there again, uh, one group in and got into the top six. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Cork and same thing, and we got enough points to yeah. uh, uh, rally the lakes between them. Anyhow, yeah. we got enough points to win the championship. Uh-huh. A very for a very lucky because we just scraped it, scraped home with mm-hmm. with we having two non finishes. Yeah. Uh, one due to the car and uh, one one due to myself. It mm-hmm. was uh, we were lucky to to end the the, the year as as Group N champions for Lancia again. Mm-hmm. And I was delighted, uh, delighted for my friend Martin Riley, delighted yeah. for Lancia because they were so good to me, and it was a very uh, uh, nice drive and a lovely way to, to end my career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I then you bowed away from the sport then at the end of '88, um, like if you know. You always had great sponsors on board, like you know Downtown, Primark, even Budweiser, even right back, you know, early years, Vladivir Vodka. You know, like them was top line companies. Like you were obviously bringing something good to their party, but the, you know, as you alluded to there, you know, you brought a lot of good publicity to them as well. And like, there's a lot to be well, there for somebody attracting sponsors now. Yeah, it, it works both ways. I I really needed the sponsorship because uh-huh. I hadn't uh, had. You know, I wasn't wealthy myself uh-huh. uh, to to a rally car, uh, so I had to really quite actively uh, look for good sponsorship. And the one thing I wanted to do uh, was try and attract a good sponsor, you know, a multinational sponsor, uh-huh. something really. Because I think there's no point in putting three, four, five names on the side of a car uh, because the car's not known; it loses its identity, uh-huh. and. Uh, if you look at the work, well, I didn't realise this at the time when I was running, but if you take a like of them, uh, Jimmy and the, and the works Manta, and, you know, yeah. Russell Brooks, an example, one of the uh-huh. best drivers ever. Uh, Brooks, he always had Andrew Teat for hire. Uh-huh. But, you know, they paid for his rally. Yes. Uh, uh, he got a car from Ford, but he had to run it. Right. Uh, okay. And the same, they had to uh-huh. bring a budget. It was very rare yeah. to get what I got when I drive. A uh-huh. full drive, yeah. uh, and that was why with sponsorship, I think it's so important to get a proper uh, a proper sponsor. Now that doesn't come easy. No. And any sponsor I got, I went to the company myself. Mm-hmm. I gave them a background and uh, tried to sell the stuff to them. And I didn't. I, one thing I always say to them: so I'm not going to over promise and under deliver mm-hmm. uh, because. That's the worst thing you can do, and we'll all end up disappointed. Mm-hmm. And with rallying, uh, you can't guarantee results. Uh, but the one thing I said to them was, look, the one thing I can guarantee you, there'll be nobody out there trying any harder than myself. Okay. There'll be yeah. no one out there uh-huh. trying harder. Yeah. I, I can't guarantee your results, 
but I guarantee you, I'll be trying very hard. And whilst I'm going, I'll be I'll be knocking at the, at, at the front door. Yes. And uh, that seemed to appeal to them. They knew then, well, look, this guy's honest, and if he's up near the front, uh, that's where we need to be. I so get they'll be getting the, the press coverage or whatever from that then as well. Too, yes. they, so. That's right. They get the press coverage, and that's you know it's it's hard for to, to attract sponsorship because you're 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 putting a figure on it. You're trying to get them to commit, and mm -hmm. uh, they have to pass the budget in front of their directors. Yeah. And Vladi uh, uh, Vodka were a very good sponsor. Mm -hmm. We didn't run out of vodka that year. I'm sure you <laughs> keep the vodka for the service crew and everybody else. Uh, <laughs> it was an excellent sponsor. All my sponsors were very good. And uh -huh. I always kept in touch with them. You know, I kept them informed of what was happening, got mm -hmm. uh, photographs of the car, did anything for them that they wanted to try and create publicity for them. Yeah. And uh, that, that, that was excellent. So, mm -hmm. with that air vodka, it was uh, Downtown Radio were, uh -huh. were top class. Yeah. They were a super sponsor. Uh -huh. And uh, I was very fortunate to get them. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a relationship with, um, with the directors. And... Mm -hmm. uh, they, they 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 felt they got value for money, so I was mm -hmm. very happy with that. Yeah. And like Primark, um, like a, like you know a brand now that's you know it's, it's such a big name now and shopping and all now. Primark, you, you never hear Primark, of that like that nowadays. No, Primark were excellent. I met mm -hmm. the man who was in charge of the, the PR for Primark was called uh, I forget his first name, but he was he was Mister Fennel. Fennel mm -hmm. was the the surname. Right. Lovely gentleman, yes. and I went out to meet him in uh, the Barclay Court Hotel. Mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, uh, you know, it was just a, the, the usual case of trying to sell yourself, and and uh, what could I do for him mm -hmm. that could get the money? Uh, and uh, we sat down in the Barclay Court. I gave him a background. We talked. We had lunch together. Outlined my plans. Told him about the money I needed, and. Uh, he said he could do so much and we should cancel it. And mm -hmm. that was it. And yeah. It was a great sponsor and they seemed very happy. And like I took the car and put it into the Primark store in uh, Royal Avenue in Belfast. Right, right in the door which they wanted for, yes. a, for a Saturday, for a, for a, for a PR day. Uh -huh. yes. so, I think a lot of people, they take the money and run. Yes. And, uh, you know, you have to, you have to prove uh, you want to give the sponsor money because they'll soon cop on. This guy doesn't give us value for money. Yeah. Primark, after every sponsor I had, I would go and thank them and mm -hmm. uh, give them a photograph of the car or something after it was over, after yeah. the sponsorship had ended. Uh -huh. And then, you know, uh, you really want reputation. I think you've got to try and keep it. Yes, so exactly. that was it. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the year, then, uh, Nancy, believe it or not, we're going to to uh, go in '89 again because at that time they brought out the Integrale. Yes. And I I would have loved to have driven that Integrale uh -huh. because it more power, more everything. Yes. Uh, and um, they they were keen to do it again. Uh, and Jeff Smith was the the, um, the 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 man in charge of landscape Europe, mm -hmm. uh, and he was an Irishman. He was in charge of uh, uh, landscape Europe. Uh -huh. Lovely, lovely man, yeah. and um, who's gone on to even greater things. Uh, and uh, he approached me, and I said, "Look, Jeff, I've just been uh, made an area director in Ulster Bank, uh -huh. and they have uh, they have uh, they've employed me for a long number of years. They've looked after me well, and very, very good to be in sport. 
and now I'm going to have to make a choice because they they want a lot more. It's payback time. Yeah. It's really payback time. And mm-hmm. as I much as like it, I'm getting older too, uh, and uh, so I, I feel that uh, I, I'm like a dog in a manger. So I, if anyone had told me years ago, I'd turned down a work drive <laughs> mental. I turned it down. I said to Jeff, yeah. "You don't mind, Jeff? I really, I, I, I want to to uh-huh. uh, to on the career now because uh-huh. uh, they, they've given me, and it's going to take me all my time to try and do the job." Yes, <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, that, that we shook hands on that there, uh-huh. and uh, I said, uh, "You know, have you anybody else in mind?" He says, "If you're not doing it, we're not." Right. And that uh-huh. was it. Yes. So. Uh, and uh, that was that was me retired from rallying. Yes. Don't think I never intended to start. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like, whatever, 15 years later, it wasn't a bad go. <laughs> well, it, was just, it all started off with doing the Circuit of Ireland yes. and doing uh-huh. bits and from there, yes. sponsorship, having mm-hmm. friends around me. And I must say, I'd never have done it without the good friendships I had from really good, sincere friends. Yes. You're mm-hmm. still friends that. Yes. at home, uh-huh. you know, right down to the very neighbours who were always with me. As uh-huh. I say, I named them there. Yeah. Example, uh, Barry Porter, Danny Lynch, John Wilson, Patsy Keenan, Gary Wilson, Willie John uh, Dolan, uh-huh. all those guys there. You know, that gave you the encouragement to go on. And uh, uh, people sometimes criticise me for not taking, uh, you know, more, uh, more professional co-drivers than the guys who were better known. But uh-huh. uh, Willie Moffat was anybody out with me and they never let me down on that side of the car so uh-huh. uh, I was happy with it. Yeah. And, and that was me. Like a young John Lyons if he was rallying now would he just love to be stepping into an R5 car now and starting off on the Friday morning in Donegal? Well it would it would be very very nice but uh-huh. I've got to content myself with that when I've done a, a yeah. park a car now. But every dog, every dog of this day. Yes. But yes, it'd be lovely to be to be sitting on the line. But mm-hmm. I feel I'm really content with what I've done, yes. with what I've achieved, and mm-hmm. uh, and the amount of of contacts and friends I've made on the way. Mm-hmm. That has been absolutely tremendous. That's the one thing about sport, yes. any sport, I think, especially mm-hmm. rallying. It served me very well in the way that I made so many friends, so many contacts uh, all over, not just Ireland, but um, uh, that, that, that uh, you know, you can benefit from that there. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, that, that was one of the big, big pluses about rallying and uh, the people that, that, that uh, compete on it. They're a good crowd. They're a good bunch. They yes. help each other out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that... that that was one of the great benefits of it, and I, I, you know, I really, really enjoyed my career, and I'm glad that I did try and, you know, I got involved at the bottom step after all the testing, mm-hmm. and by just doing one rally, and then one rally in one year, another rally another year, yeah. then it just, it just, it built up the momentum like that there, and, mm-hmm. and I set out to do what I did, but it, it, it came a bits and pieces, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, getting money put together and whatnot. I suppose if it uh, come from a, a, a wealthy family, I could have afforded to do it. I would have structured it and done it differently. But I've no regrets whatsoever. No. Uh-huh. And I'm really done, and I'm really, really grateful to everyone, uh, mm-hmm. not just the sponsors, but 
all my friends who helped me achieve what I did do. And you know, my family were all behind me too, my wife Wendy, uh, all this foolish but even when I, when I made the decision to give up, she said to me, but why, why, she says, why give up now? And uh, I explained it. She was always behind me too. And it's nice when you have the support of your family yes. and your friends. It really it means such a lot. Because mm -hmm. uh, I, in many ways, after, after I competed in the circuit in 1976, I was happier than a lot then. I saw, well, you know, it's nice to have met these yeah. guys. And <laughs> mix it with them. <laughs> Right, and I was, you know, I was happy enough, and it was the other guys pushing me on and saying, no, you're, you're wasting your time here. You need to get out again." Yes. That, that really encouraged me, and uh, mm -hmm. that, that's that's uh, that, that means more than people realise. Yes, by good people around you just makes all the difference. Yeah, well, John, I think on that point, I think we can call it a night. So I really appreciate your time, and thank you for taking the time to go, you know, take us down through your career. Kevin, thank you very much for inviting me to. I hope I haven't bored you stupid. Not at but, all, uh, not. Very enjoyable story. You obviously have done your homework there. You know more about my results than I can remember <laughs> now, but I really do appreciate it. And uh, uh, it, it's, I, I've enjoyed this tremendously, trying to remember all. But uh, uh, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. I would like to take this opportunity to thank John Lyons for joining us in this episode of Crunching Gears. John was a real hero of mine growing up. Uh, I started attending the Donegal Rally in the early 80s and John would have been one in the rally at this time and I've often heard the stories of his crack giant and Max in the group one cars and to hear these stories firsthand was just phenomenal and then to hear the stories behind the Honda and the Lancia which I also enjoyed watching many times from the ditches and just blown away by John's generosity and such a kind and gentleman just taking the time to go through and explain all these stories. I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I enjoyed making it. And if you liked it, please, can you subscribe, like and share on all social media? And if you're listening to that one, can you please rate the podcast? We greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Until the next time, speak to you then. Take care. Bye.